This is the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, here are your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Hi, I'm Robbie Earl, and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show. We've had an absolute goal fest in the Barclays Premier League today. 35 goals scored and two more matches still to come. For the next 60 minutes, we've got everything Premier League covered. So join in, give us a call, 855-323-4622 or tweet us at the Two Robbies FS and the best call and the best tweet wins Two Robbies mugs. Right, Musty, where do we start on a day like today? Chelsea, hmm. were they out to be satisfied with a point at St. James's Park? Manchester United, top of the table. And Anthony Martial doesn't score for once. But I think we've got to start the day at the lane. Spurs beating league leaders Manchester City four goals to one. And Harry Kane getting his first goal of the season. It's Christian Eriksen. He has Cesar Caballero. And the follow-up is put in by Harry Kane. And has taught them extend their lead. Look at the delight on the face of last season's leader. Yes, he did. And uh, what a result. Result of the day. A stunning performance. Helped, of course, by some some kind of very strange uh, refereeing decisions or ass- assistant refereeing decisions. Offsides that weren't given. Yeah, that don't, don't mention the offside. Don't mention the offside. Yeah, Harry well, was okay. He was okay, mate. He, he, he was good. But I'll tell you what, Rob. I thought it was a day, you know, that mm. a lot of the teams kind of settled down. And I think... Spurs is another team that's kind of settled down now into what mm. they're going to be. Christian Eriksen is back from injury. Eric yeah. Dyer continues to be a beast, by the way, in mm. central midfield. Hyomin Son offers something different from a wide area, a little bit of pace that he's injected into that Spurs attack. And I think it's a well-balanced Spurs side that's playing very well at the moment. I think Pochettino has adapted to the league. I think when mm. we first saw him come in, Rob, it was all about this crazy high press. Yep. And his players were working harder than any other team in the Premier League. And I think he's just chilled on that a little bit to say, you know what, let me figure out how this, this league works a little bit more and how this group of players are going to be most effective. And I thought it was very, very good from a well balanced team that uh, that took down the uh, the favourites to be champions this season. I'll tell you what, what impressed me, Rob, today is the, the Spurs defending it. And it's something that we, we've had a tweet actually from Ben Foreman at, at Benjamin L. Foreman who says, in case I can't call in the show tonight, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to, Spurs have the best defensive record and the longest unbeaten streak in the Premier League, somewhat underrated. And he makes a really good point, Ben, here, because last season, Spurs conceded 53 goals and they were leaking goals too easily. They've only conceded five now, Rob, against a Manchester City yeah. team today who I think have got as many attacking threats as anybody mm. in the league. They conceded the first goal, went on to score four. I think Alderweireld and Batongan are settling down into, into a decent partnership. Mm. I think the two in front of them, Eric Dyer and Deli Ali, have been outstanding with their energy, with their security, with understanding their role within the team. And I think you're dead right. I think building from the back and building slowly, this was the third winner on the bounce now for Spurs. And we just want to see some of the fruits of Pochettino's work. Uh, and it's it's more impressive. They're up to fifth now. They finished fifth last season, which I thought was excellent considering what's happened at this football club. And it's all on the back of not a lot of transfer dealings, not a lot of net money spent with this football club. We know they're saving money and we'll be a little bit more cautious with this new stadium they're going to have to build. And they will be a lot more 
kind of cost-conscious over the next few seasons. But just of what they've got, the young players coming through, Deli Alli, as you said, in midfield, has been excellent. And I think Pochettino now is a manager that they need to keep for a very long time. He's got uh, Paul Mitchell, this new uh, head of recruitment with him as well. You know, Son probably is one of his first signings. Deli Alli came into club as well. So I think the club's going in a really good direction and, and full marks to them today against a, a City team, Rob, that mm. were uh, mm, not, not good. Just before we move to City, I just want to throw one at you then. You know, we're talking about Pochettino, we talk about the quality and the promise in this squad. Can they make top four in a year when it looks like everybody's going to be everybody in certain days? Can this team become a top four Champions League club? So difficult, so difficult. Yes or no, answer, Manchester... Mosty. Yes or well, no. <laughs> Come I, I'd on. say no, but but it's not. Yeah. But they can. But I think no. I mean, I mean, and it's going to depend on Chelsea. It's going to depend on Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United. The way that they've started, Man City are absolutely yeah. going to finish in that top four. There's one spot, and you'd have to think that Chelsea are going to finish in the top four. So I'm still going with them. So my answer is no. What about you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I still think that, that there's slight inconsistencies there. I think that there'll be slight days when they're, they're just not quite the races. I, I'm thinking fifth or sixth certainly should be where yeah. they're looking, but not, not quite good enough for me. Let's turn to Manchester City because things have just gone a little bit wrong, haven't they, for, for Manuel Pellegrini and his team. It wasn't that long ago that people like me were saying, this could be the new Invincibles. Well, that banner's gone <laughs> away. We, we can forget about all that. Mm. Today, at the heart of the defence, Rob, Otamendi, De Michaelis, Caballero in goal isn't quite the same as Joe Hart when Vincent Company's there. And today also, what was quite important, your Torre limped off the football pitch. Just, just where do you see City at the moment? Is it all just starting to crumble a little bit? No, no, it's not. I, I think what you're seeing with City today is what you are going to see this season. And when you talked a little bit about potential for Invincibles, I was never having it, never having it because of the way that they play. It is all about attacking. They've got so many good attacking players that can go forward. They can threaten you from all over the park, from fullbacks to midfield to wide to everywhere. Now, I think there are going to be games like this. They're a little bit unlucky with the refereeing decisions. My only concern, Rob, with them, and this, this might be the way that Pellegrini is okay with it, that, there are, that they've got so many attacking players that want to go forward are they light in protection and protection in the wider areas is Raheem Sterling gonna gonna help out energetically enthusiastically in a wide area is Kevin De Bruyne gonna do the same on the other side at times that's my concern but if Pellegrini you know we know he likes his style but if he might just say you know what we've got so many attacking players going forward we don't mind an open game because we're gonna win the vast majority I'm just a little bit more kind of pragmatic word about that approach. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think especially away from home in those wide areas, every now and then, listen, we played in this league, you have to tuck those wide plays in and say, yeah. hold on a minute, Let, let's just get hold yeah. of this game. I'm not And they've sure. all done it. All the best yeah. teams have done it, haven't Correct. they? All the best teams have all done it. All the winning it. teams have done it, but we'll, we'll have to see yeah. how City go. Listen, let's talk about the other team in Manchester. Manchester United, Robbie Musto, are top of the mm. league. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Manchester United are top of the league. Can you quite believe yeah. what's, what's going on and where they are? Uh, uh, no, I can't because, you know, this is always billed as another year in transition. And I certainly thought that. I do, I do not think they're ready for a title challenge. But what I said last week on this radio show, Rob, and what I've said already previously is that their success this season depends on two players. Anthony Martial and Memphis Depay. Yeah. And, and what we're seeing, and, I, and my main takeaway from this game, and I know it, I know it was only Sunderland, but I think it was a super 
important game for them to get their confidence and their attacking rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I saw signs in this game today, Rob, that excited me a little bit. And I think that the United fans can just start to see Musty Memphis Depay looking like more... It, yeah, I just, I just saw things mm. that was creative, that looked dangerous. Memphis looks happier. He looks comfortable. He played a little bit more central to threaten yeah. the goal. Wayne Rooney, after he scored in that number 10 position, looks comfortable, starts pinging the ball around. And, and Anthony Martial gives them something that they've not had for a very long time in terms of that pace. And, and I know we put pressure on this kid and, and, yeah. and it's been talked about Thierry Henry, but again today, the way he can easily beat defenders... Mm. like uh, uh, effortlessly drift by them is kind of scary like Thierry Henry. And I know it's a long way to go and I know he's going to have some <laughs> bad times, but I thought even though he didn't score, Rob, mm. I thought he was good today. You're talking about pressure, Rob, and, and I'm just a little bit concerned. Does, does, does things change for Manchester United now this sitting top of the league? Does, does the pressure... And, and no, it was interesting. Well, it was interesting that Louis van Gaal, when he spoke after the game, sort of alluded to something similar. I was uh, also in former days coach of Barcelona and Real Madrid was always uh, playing in front of us and they, they lose sometimes and then it was easy for us. When we win we were top of the league but it was never like that. It is not so easy then under pressure to be top of the league and I have to uh, praise my players that uh, they could uh, win and beat uh, Sunderland. I agree with you, Robbie. I, I like what I see. I, I think now the, the new phrase is the awesome foursome. Your front four who, who, who go and, and cause mm. the problems. And I think between Mata, Martial, Memphis and Rooney, at times I almost think that four could rotate. It, it wouldn't bother me if Rooney was up top, that, that Martial mm. went over to, to the left and Memphis came in the hole in, in different games. But I just get the sense this four is settling down in, into a front four that can excite, as you talk, can go past defenders, can eliminate mm. people one-on-one, -on -one, can, can get things in the box, have got pace, have got skill, have got goal threat. I just feel as though we're just starting to see a little bit more of the formation of what Louis van Gaal wants as an attacking force. We've seen him defensively. Mm. We've seen him control the game. We've seen all that. And I've been saying for a while, I want to get on the edge of my seat with Manchester United. I just feel I'm edging towards that position now. The, the only thing I'd say, again, is that it was Sunderland, it was at home, and I think there is a feel-good factor around the place right now. I think in the tougher games, Rob, um, defensively, there's still going to be an issue, absolutely going to be an issue. We saw Daley Blind play a beautiful ball for one of the goals today, but again, defensively, he's not that strong. And what we said all, all along, to be fair, is that they have looked better in terms of a foundation with those two midfield players, but the attacking penetration wasn't there. Well, Again, just today saw some signs that, you know what, they're starting to, to, to gel together and uh, it could be fun times at Old Trafford. Yeah, fun times for Old Trafford. Manchester United sit top of the table. All right, now Chelsea lie some 14 place below the Reds. When we return, we'll talk about the special one. Chelsea, they're continuing problems and take more of your calls and more of your tweets. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a moment. OK, welcome back to the Two Robbies radio show. And before we get to Chelsea and their continuing problems, I just want to go to the phone lines. We've got Keith from Michigan who wants to talk to us about Spurs' victory against Manchester City. Keith, you're through to the Two Robbies radio show. Hey, how's it going, Robbie and Robbie? Hey, Keith. Great, thank you. You a hey. Spurs fan? Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to uh, call and uh, kind of take a moment to appreciate uh, how awesome it is to have a side that only has, you know, the average age of, but what is it, about 24, 
absolutely clean the clocks of a $500 million squad. And uh, sometimes it seems like in the media that uh, we kind of get down on spurs and say that, uh, you know, they haven't done enough. And especially with the game that Eric Lamella had today, that to see him cheered off the pitch was possibly one of the best things that I've seen. And I've been a Spurs fan for a long time and seen them lose a lot of games. But today was, I probably would have paid all of the money in my bank account to have been there today. Yeah, it's a great call, Keith. And, uh, and you actually make a couple of really good points. I, I think you're right. I think there's always kind of an expectation around Spurs. It's probably unrealistic. Uh, and I thought Eric Lamella's performance today was absolutely what's required from Spurs and in, in this in this Premier League. And I think, you know, my mate Robbie Earl there is not really having Eric Lamella. He not gave a, quite, a very no. dodgy man of the match to, 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 <laughs> to Mr. Kane. And there was a few tweets came through saying, what's he thinking about? It should have been Dyer. It should have been Lamella. I totally agree. I thought Dyer was excellent. And Lamella has just shown a little bit more maturity, a little bit more strength in the way he played. He gets his goal. He assists goals. Come on, Rob, give him some love. Yeah. I think you've been talking to Simon as well at SIJ012. Who said Lamella was man of the match, not Harry Kane? You guys got it wrong. I think that's you, Musty, in disguise, giving me stick. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm sentimental for Prince Harry. I just thought he got his first goal in front of the England manager and all that. But yeah, Eric Lamella w- w- was definitely uh, a step in the di- right direction. Eric Dyer, Deli Ali, we're talking about 21 years of age, 19 years of age. I think the average age of that squad today is around 23 years of age. So yeah, exactly right. The, the Keith, we, uh, I think we, that, times we give Spurs a little bit of a hard time but we're going to move things on what? Robbie Musto because okay. uh, we, we've got to talk a little bit about Chelsea and a team who are having a hard time and, and not getting things right just what is going on at, at Chelsea Football Club they look nothing like the 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 team we saw win the league last season there's there's a lack of of urgency, there's a slight arrogance. These they're not don't mm. united. Looks slightly dispirited. Mm. Let's give them credit today because they were in a hole at two 0 and they end up getting a point. But things aren't, aren't right at Stamford Bridge. I give I give Ramirez some credit. You know he comes on and scores a brilliant goal from the middle of the park. Other than that, I don't think anybody from Chelsea really deserves any credit. I mean, the, you know, we we gave them credit last week, and I said stuff like they looked at it, their back kind of fired up. It was against Arsenal, and this is the problem, Rob. Against the big teams, I know they they struggled against City early on, but they seemed to be fired up last weekend. And it's like any team, whether it's the dog and duck round the corner, whether it's my old Middlesbrough, or your old Wimbledon, or, or, or Chelsea. Chelsea or Man City or Spurs, if you're not working mm. to your 99 or 100 percent of your capacity in terms of effort commitment, you're not going to do the same job. Now, in terms of what's going wrong for them, I think it's twofold. I think defensively they've lost mm. the kind of air of invincibility, the prowess, the strength, mm. the power. We talked so much last season, Rob, about Ivanovic and Aspilicueta yeah. and, and and the goalkeeper and everything was so hard to play against. Totally gone. On the other side of it as well, attacking-wise, mm. they look blunt. Yeah. You know, just... Hazard's kind of floating in and out of games a little mm. bit. We can go on about Cesc Fabrega 